Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Sanctuary Daily or Daily Sanctuary. The verdict is still out on that. Today I want to talk a little bit about limits, limitations. I, like I'm sure many, many of you have been thinking a lot about limits. We are limited all over the place currently. There are restrictions. There are normal ways of living and our normal paths that we take day in and day out, our normal schedules that have become incredibly limited. Um, There are really painful things like I can't go to work. Uh, And then there are just simple things like I my favorite coffee shop is not open anymore. There's the big limit of needing to basically stay in your home as much as possible. And uh, the limitations that you have, usually where there was buffer and margin in certain areas, uh, are not there. So in thinking a lot about limits, uh, I've noticed that many people are looking at their limitations as a gift. And I think that's so wise and so in line with the way of Jesus. So I just want to talk for a few minutes about limits. Um, Pete Scazzaro uh, writes, the maturity in life is when someone is living with their God-given limits. Maturity, to be a mature person is when you're you're truly living and living within your God-given limits. That we need to be people who see our limitations as a friend, not as an enemy. And recognizing, uh, I just think when we recognize that, it'll guide us into our calling and guide us into greater emotional health. We could talk about our limitations in uh, beyond just simply this moment that we're in. Um, there's limitations of our personalities. There's a limitation of certain seasons of life that we're in. Uh, There are limitations of our life situation, again, our current moment. There are limitations around our capacities, our physical capacity, our intellectual capacity, our emotional capacity. There's all these places where we can identify limits that we have. And what would it be like to see them as a gift that as we're trying to see um, this current limiting moment in needing to stay home and keep a distance and not doing our normal things as we're trying to befriend those limits. Uh, I I just hope and pray um, it also might turn our attention inward to see the limits that we we have in some of those areas um, and embrace them and recognize the the beauty and calling and identity that can come from embracing those those limits. I, I think there is a, a sort of root temptation when we get talking about limits that we need to address, a, a root temptation. And so as followers of Jesus, right, our story begins in the book of Genesis with this poem and these uh, accounts and these stories that are helping us make sense of the human condition. Right? This is where we're told we're made in the image of God. This is where we get images about our, our sort of primal drives and aches and pains and, and sins. And the, the big temptation in the Garden of Eden story for these first people is that you will be like God. The temptation is that um, they, they want to be like God. They don't want to recognize their creature that they are made in the image of God, that there is this boundless potential and that there is uh, some um, proper way to live in communion with each other and with their creator. And the temptation is they want it all. They don't want to, to, to be in their place and in their space and in their call. They want all of it. The temptation that they will be like God. So a couple things that people have talked about when they talk about God um, throughout history and even outside of the Christian tradition, um, three, three words, um, omnipresent, 
omnipotent, and omniscient. Omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient are three uh, kind of big words that are often used to describe God. Omnipresent, simply being God is everywhere. Omnipotent, being that God, the divine, the logic behind everything is all-powerful. And omniscient is that uh, God knows everything, knows all that can be known. And so if the temptation at the, uh, at the root of the story here is that you will be like God, where is the temptation that you will be everywhere, that, 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 that you can be omnipresent? Uh, I had a friend once say, Andrew, you are a quivering pile of availability, a quivering pile. I, I don't know how to say no, that you're omnipotent, this temptation that I can fix it, I can fix it, I got that, I got that, I got that, I got that, I don't need help, I'm, I've got it. Or that you know everything. You have a thought about everything, an opinion about everything. And you need to know everything. I think this is this root temptation of us trying to be like God. And when we try to do this, we, we actually end up killing ourselves. And, and um, when we realize that we aren't God, which I know is a, a kind of a silly thing to say. We all know that. But when we recognize this, some of these temptations are in there. That when we realize, basically what I'm saying is that we realize that we actually have limits. And maybe it's not realizing it, but it's like owning that and living a life that reflects that you know your limits. Most people, um, unless they're just really driven personalities, have a sense of their limits. They could probably, you know, in a good counseling session, express them. But to actually then embrace them as something different. But when we embrace our limitations, we are given a beautiful, powerful opportunity to reevaluate or refocus on things that we may be ignoring. We have an opportunity to, to reevaluate what is or should be most important. We have an opportunity to say, these things, these limiting factors in my life cause me to zero in on what I can focus on and what I should focus on. Um, and, and as a sort of aside, but I think pretty tied to this then, is, be, is recognizing that we're not called to a life of balance. We're not called to a life of balance. So for all those who are followers of Jesus listening in, I, the two words that come to mind whenever I think about balance and, and limits and prioritizing life is these two words, seek first. Jesus says in a number of the gospels, seek first the kingdom of God. Like put that first, seeking all the, all the way of Jesus. Seek first the life of heaven now. Seek first the life of peace and joy and sacrificial love. Um, for those of you new to that word kingdom, this, this is simply where you could think of it like this, the dome, kingdom, the dome in which God is king, where everything is in its right place, where things are as they should be, where there is shalom, where there is peace. So seeking first the kingdom of God. Because as a pastor, I get asked a lot about balance. This is how this relates, which is a fair question. But I think it's, it's deceiving. If I say something is important, you should be able to see it in my life choices. And if I try to balance things um, so much, so often things get weak or hectic. Like I want to choose wisely and in the correct order of importance. 
Like if I can't find the time to do A, B, or C, I have to actually look at what I'm choosing. If I'm struggling with balance and things feel so hectic, it may be an issue of priorities. An example would simply be, I don't want my kids, I don't want my oldest daughter, um, I don't want any of my kids to say to me one day, my mom and dad, man, they had like, they, they live their busy lives really, really well. Like they balance working hard and caring for us really well. That sounds pretty good. I, I'd, I'd be happy if I got out of this parenting thing with just that. But, but I actually want to hear them say, my parents chose us first all the time. All the time. And you may have different opinions about what I'm about to say, but even for us in our family, it's like I want my kids to say, oh man, my dad put, our, put us a strong second to my wife. Or you could say it even like this. Maybe it's like my parents loved God. My dad loved God so much and put God first in our family, which caused him to put my wife, his wife first, my mom first. And then, and that caused him to then put us right where we needed to be or something like that. Like what is, uh, one writer says, what is balance if not a series of unbalanced moves? What is balance if not a series of unbalanced moves? So to come back to that word balance, simply like, what are we prioritizing? What are my limits? What can I do? What can I do? And is that like mixed up in this, or kind of swirled around in this conversation of what am I putting first? What is my priority first and foremost? And I think this season of limitation causes us to reevaluate to reevaluate the, the, uh, the things that we may have been ignoring, the things that we should have been putting first, the things that we should have been prioritizing, recognizing our limits. I can't be everywhere. I can't be everything. I can't do it all. I'm not all powerful. And I've got, I, I've, I've got to own those limits and realize that they are a gift in helping me sort life out in helping me, quote, balance my life or prioritize my life. There is this, um, this little verse uh, in, um, in the scriptures, in the gospels, um, and uh, in Matthew, or sorry, in John um, 1, I think it's verse uh, 20, where the Pharisees come to John the Baptist, who is this uh, unbelievable prophet drawing tons of people in, um, ministering to people who sort of become this this strange rock star of sorts. <laughs> and um, the Pharisees come to him and ask him, like, kind of, who are you? Like, are you the, are, are you this person? Are you this person? They ask, are you the Messiah? And he just has this simple line. He just says, I, no, I am not the Messiah. There's a lot going on in the context here. But just that, if you could just take that phrase for a minute. And I have found this phrase, for whatever reason, so helpful. Like pull it out of the scriptures there and, and putting it like front and center in my mind. Andrew, like you are not the Messiah. Turning that into a, a prayer, into something I almost like breathe. Like I breathe in the fact that like God is with me and I breathe out like I am not the Messiah. I breathe in like, Jesus, you are God and I am not. 
Jesus, you can be everywhere, all things, all powerful. I don't need to be a quivering pile of availability. You, Lord, um, can help guide me in my role and my little place in your kingdom, my slot where I can run my race, where I can be a varsity version of me, not a JV version of somebody else. I breathe that in and breathe out. I am not the Messiah. I am not the Messiah. May we see our limitations as a gift. Might um, this, uh, this episode just provoke you to think, where, what things am I learning about my limitations? Or what things am I learning about that, like, when, when life presumably re- returns to some normalcy, you kind of have a conviction in your heart. My life's not going to go back to the, uh, I'm not going to go back to living the same way anymore. Because there are some things now I know I need to prioritize. And there's some limits I realize I have that I want to embrace because they will help me lean into my call. So I want to end just with a simple prayer exercise if you want to join me. Take a deep breath. I want to lead us in a prayer. First, Just off the top of your head, what are your limitations? Where are you living outside of them? Maybe a sub-question here is where do you sense you might be a bit emotionally unhealthy because you can't say no And so quiet your soul. Be open to the voice of the Spirit. The call for us is to accept who we are in Christ. Thank God for how he has made us, limitations and all. For every person who is proud of who they are, There are some of us probably listening who wish they were more like somebody else or had someone else's life. Take a moment to thank God for who you are, for your gifts, for your limitations, for your season of life. Trust his authorship in your life. God, you are the creator. We are the creation. You shaped us. You called us. And so, Lord, I uh, I thank you. I thank you for all that you've given me, Lord, and I thank you for the ways that you would use, um, use the limits in my life and our lives, Lord, for something good and beautiful. Hear the words of Psalm 16, 5 to 8 as we close. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So may you embrace those boundary lines.
where they have fallen. And keep your eyes on the Lord. Peace be with you.